Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 47 Catch Up. I lost an entire month. It's a funny thing to say because naturally time progressed as it has before. Seconds, minutes, hours, and days, not taking any more or less time than they have for as long as we've been keeping track of them. But here I sit on November 2nd, and the last 28 days seem to be this strange and disjointed hole in my memory. It's been four weeks since I last sat down to record a podcast, and for those who don't frequent the blog, I simply had to cancel the last episode. I came home from the big AGM with no energy and no voice. And if there's something a podcaster can't come back from, losing one's voice tops that list. I was four days in bed before I could even contemplate anything but being miserable. And then I was staring at a week to get done my level three homework, and there just wasn't time to do everything. It was a pretty good run, almost two years before cancelling an episode, but I am glad I did. Even without recording, there were several late nights getting my workbook together, but in the end I managed it. Handing in my workbook is one of the clearer parts of the last four weeks in my mind. So too is the lovely Thanksgiving I had with my family. But the rest is a jumble of misery, fatigue, spinning, dying, and work that I can't really fathom took up four whole weeks. I knew I was starting to feel better when Friday I found myself thinking of all the things I wanted to accomplish this weekend. They included actually starting to cook real food again, setting up my level 4 binder, knitting, blocking a shawl, starting a fun spinning project on my e-spinner, recording the podcast, arranging the front and back hall closets, and tidying up some of the things that fell behind while I was sick. But getting all of that done wasn't realistic. I got so sick in the first place because I was doing too much and leaving nothing for my immune system to fight the virus. That is not a rabbit hole I want to fall down again, no matter how much I want to catch up on my life after a month away. The question I find myself asking, especially in light of my diagnosis, is can one ever really catch up on one's life after something like this? This has been a month of nothing done on the few parts of the house that are still in move-in disarray. It has also been a month of very little fiber arts besides that which absolutely had to get done, or was easy enough for me to do in my sorry state. There was a great deal that I planned and wanted to do that did not happen. And now, looking forward, Christmas is coming, and there is much to get done to get ready for that. And if I'm to get level 4 finished without an extension, I have 8 months and a lot of spinning to do. That in and of itself is enough, but to add catching up into the equation? The rheumatologist said that for many people, the hardest part of the syndrome is accepting the limitations that it places on you, especially as many of those who are diagnosed are high achievers, people who like their lives to follow a certain order and find it difficult when it doesn't. For me, dealing with this and accepting it is going to mean a change in metaphors. 
My normal reaction to losing so much productive time is to go into high gear for a little bit to make up some ground. No time for a nap. Stay up a little later to get things done and make the most of every moment of every day so that the, I will admit it, arbitrary schedule stays on track. That is not appropriate anymore. I have to accept that my life is not like a movie where I can hit fast forward for a little while to get to where I think I should be and start watching again. No, I have to remember that life is a little more like the Star Maiden shawl. Twice I ripped back and re-knit the left side of the border. I couldn't speed it up or fudge it or do anything differently. I just had to knit it, tear it out, knit it again, tear it out again, and knit it one final time until it worked out right. It took three times as much time as it should have to show progress, but that doesn't negate the work that I did before. Time moves forward at a steady pace, unheeding of any wishes we might have for it to change and allow us more opportunity to use it. The only thing we can do is accept that and use the time that we have wisely. I did not get done everything I had planned to do this weekend, but I didn't start the weekend thinking that I would. I spent a lovely day knitting with friends on Saturday, worked on the tapestry two evenings, did a little bit of tidying, and got started on level four. Proper cooking will have to wait for next week, as will the closets, fun spinning, and blocking. And I'm okay with that, for the moment. I just have to keep reminding myself that life isn't something you can catch up on. You just have to live it, moment to moment, however those moments come. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. I'm pretty sure you can hear it in my voice, but I am still sick. I am coughing. There, There's a virus out there right now where the cough just hangs out for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I am expecting that it will be at least another three weeks until I kick this cough, which will make seven weeks in total for this cold, which really, really sucks. Oh, man. I haven't been that sick in a long time. Like, it was really, really horrible. And uh, and you can probably still hear it in my voice. I almost lost my voice again. So I'm going to be pretty careful about trying to stay hydrated, which I didn't while I was sick. And, and uh, again, eating, starting to eat the proper food again. I actually have some energy to cook. So, so that will be what I do to try and kick the rest of the virus, but I do actually have some energy again, so that's good. But this is the Fiber Week segment, and I'm sure you're all very interested to hear how level three went. And I I, I got it done, and it's handed in. And I'm, am I happy with some of this gains? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, I really wish that I would have had time to redo them. And I, I was telling Mark, I said, these are the weak points in my book, here and here and here and here. And she said, you don't worry about it. I'm not looking for level six spinning. I'm looking for level three spinning. Now, if you handed me in level one spinning that we'd have something to talk about. I said, no, it's definitely not level one spinning. But we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, so it's been, 
it's been four weeks. What do, what do I have to talk about? You know, there, there was still like a, there was a lot of spinning to do the final project. Oh my goodness. I have to tell you about the final project. Okay. There were things that didn't go quite as well as I'd hoped. I, I didn't end up spinning enough warp for my original plan. So I went to a, a, uh, a different heddle. Then I had enough warp. So that worked out. Okay. The dye so the paddock is like really super red, but maybe, and I have to figure this out, the water soluble parts of the paddock are brown. So all of my skeins actually came out in various shades of orangey brown, which is still really lovely, but it wasn't the red that I'd anticipated. So, and, and there were other things in the dyeing process that went a little screwy. So if I ever do it again, you know, I'll, I'll try and and, and, you know, do that differently and then see if I can get the reds or not. So I still have a ton of paddock, so it's all good. The weaving went really fast. In the end, I spent about 57 hours, 57 hours on my final project. And the weaving was only about six of that. Like it didn't take any time at all. But, uh, but it, you know, the scarf itself turned out really nice. It's soft. It's drapey. It's, it's almost exactly what I wanted it to be. So, and I'm going to wear it. Like it's, this is the one, one final project that I'm actually going to use. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, the one, the one thing that did happen though, was in my final project in the warp yarn, for some reason, the second single had way too much twist in it. I don't know. The only thing that changed was that I got a little faster. Instead of 45 minutes per top, I was doing it in 35 minutes. Now, I don't know if my counting was off or it just wasn't drawing in fast enough. There was just way too much twist. So my, my warp yarn was a little, still had residual energy in it. And you can tell that too in in the fringe. But in the actual body of the yarn after washing, or a body of the uh, scarf after washing, it's fine. So six of one, half a dozen of the other. Honestly, I don't know what happened. Um, I'm going to have to do some thinking about that and and see if I can figure it out. Uh, the other big one that I did was the, the yarn for a baby outfit. And what I ended up doing was I took four different types of cotton. I uh, did uh, brown, brown pima. Uh, natural green, sea island, and a cala. And I spun up a single of each and I applied them together in a four ply. Now with cotton, because because it's so short and, and, and you need so much twist, I, I spun it to eight twists per inch in the four ply. And that was too much. You know, like it, it's quite coarse. Um, the, the hand of it is quite coarse. It, it's would be better for kitchen cotton, but I didn't have time to redo it. So I said, you know, I acknowledge that the hand of this is coarse, but you know, it might be good for an, an outer layer, like a, like a baby surprise jacket or something. And the actual color, once I boiled it was spectacular. Like the yarn itself, I would totally spin up that and knit something out of it. It was beautiful. So that was at least good. It was a good idea. Wrong twist print. Uh, my my two ply silk, because um, I'd spun the first single before I sat down to do all the spinning for my final project. 
When I sat down to spin the second single, I spun it finer. So rather than come out at 12 twists per inch, it came out at 15, which I was happy about because it was like evenly 15. And I was half tempted to swap out my 15 twists per inch skein for that one, but I didn't have time to spin another skein. So I just put it in as the two-ply silk, did all the math, and uh, I went from there. You know, I my cottons are still over-plied, although when I was talking with, uh, with Marg and Christy about that, they said, you know what, that you cottons, sometimes you have to hard-block cottons. They don't they don't hang without the twists. And I went, really? Okay. Something to think about. But uh, I drove out there, I dropped off my book, and and I'm happy about it. It's it's done. I just need to get it marked and and then uh, and then find out, you know, where where I can improve. Because now it's on to level four. And uh, I actually sat down this morning and I laid out my binder for level four. And level four is 48 skeins plus the 75 hour final project. And that's eight months. I've got eight months if I want to hand it in at fiber week. So now that said, there are a couple of, of the parts of it that I'm going to do first. The shades of gray exercise will be nine skeins spun up right away. And then there's the, uh, the single fleece exercise, which is seven skeins. And you might as well do your true worsted out of the same yarn. So that's eight skeins. So there's 17 skeins right off the bat out of two exercises. And if I can get those done in short order in next couple weeks, I don't know, maybe, um, certainly one of them, then that would be really good. So those are the two that I'm going to do right away. I'm also doing my dye module samples. I spent today knitting up the uh, om- ombre, ombre. I wish I knew how to pronounce that word. Uh, the ombre sample ombre sample. Um, it was supposed to be a four inch by four inch swatch, but I was just having fun. So it's more like six inches by eight inches, but it looks good and it used up all the yarn. So I'm pretty happy with it. And I also want to uh, write up, do all the writing and finishing up for all the things that we did in class. That's the burn test, the reeled silk, the dyeing, get all of that done and dusted and so I don't forget any more than I already have what those things were so that's kind of the plan for level four at this point the shades of gray exercise is uh, a lot of blending and then there are two more blending things which need to be done on a hackle which I don't actually own so I'm going to have to either do the do it on the combs or or find someone that I can borrow a hackle from for a day and make up my tops so that I can spin them. But, uh, you know, and, and just looking at what there is to do in level four, yes, it's 48 skeins, but it doesn't look too bad. I'm, I, I'd, I'd plan to sort of sit down and make a strategic plan for getting everything done by June and then also a second plan for getting everything done by next October. But I don't think I will right now. I think I'm just going to go in and start spinning. There's a lot of linen. I'm going to leave that for a while. 
I'm going to, like I said, start with some of the wool ones, start with some of the blending ones, and then also start thinking about my final project. Because if I can get started on that, well, soonish, that would be good. Because I would like to dye, and that means protein fibers. And I'm thinking silk. I'm actually thinking real silk, but maybe that's a little crazy. We'll find out. Anyway, so that's uh, that's Fiber Week. Starting next episode, it's going to be all level four all the time until I get my level three book back. Fiber Notes. You know, for it being four weeks since the last Fiber Notes, I wish I had more to report, but as you heard in the essay, I really wasn't up for much. It was uh, the four days I spent in bed after after the big AGM. To be honest, I didn't even get bored until really late on the third day. And even then, I was only a tiny little bit bored. Not bored enough to do anything about it. So, uh, so there wasn't much knitting and there wasn't much spinning. But there was some. Star Maiden is actually finished. I finished, I uh, cast it off um, sometime this past week. Don't quite remember when. I ended up having to re-knit the, the, to the center three times. Um, the, the last time I did it, I had marked off every 10 stitches because that's how much a pattern repeat would cover. And I got to the center and everything was fine. And then I knit the center and then because I did not want to have to re-knit the second side, I marked off, I, I found where I was in the pattern and marked off the 10 stitches. And I did that all the way up. I kept hopscotching two safety pins all the way up. And I got to the end, and I had two extra stitches. And I have no freaking idea where I went wrong. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to knit three together twice instead of knit two together. And because I am not... I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the center again because I did everything I possibly could to make sure this was right. Somewhere I messed up. I don't know where. Not a clue. It'll look fine. Anyway, cast off the last stitch, threw it in a bin in my vibratorium, and it's kind of sitting there until I block it, which I will do sometime in the next couple of weeks because it's pretty, like it's really super pretty and and it's a blue face lyster so it'll soften up nicely in the wash and yeah, I just want to wear it. Now, I have enough yarn, I have enough to do the reverse. I can do the body in yellow and the border in blue. I'm absolutely positive I could. I'm not going to do that right now. Um, once I was done Star Maiden, and I really shouldn't have because I've still got ethereal. But I cast on a new shawl. I uh, I kind of wanted a shawl to wear for Christmas. And yes, ethereal could be that shawl. But it's not going to be. I got a kit last Christmas from The Loop in Calgary. Um, my mother-in-law bought it for me for Christmas. And it's, uh, it's called uh, Branching Out by Claire Davies, I believe. And, uh, and it was a little kit that was made up in the loop. The yarn is uh, Cascade Heritage sock, hand-painted. And uh, 
and it's a it's a red a dark very dark red um variegated and then the the knit on border is going to be black now a normal shawl a normal triangular shawl has two sections that that you know create sort of 45 degree angles and you increase four stitches every right side row as a general rule this shawl is five sections so you're increasing 10 stitches every right side row which means it's going to sit really really nicely on the shoulders because you're going to have one section in the front one section down your arms and one section in the back it's going to it's going to totally hug the shoulders but boy does the stitch count increase really really fast i've uh, i've just started the fourth repeat pattern repeat of eight and it's a 10 well it's a five right side row a 10 row repeat five right side rows so every repeat increases your stitch count by 50 wow boy does it get big fast but it's so pretty the yarn is really nice and the pattern it's 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 simple but really effective it's it's just a it's just a simple lace pattern but boy does it ever look good and it's it's easy like I'm still a little muddled in in my brain but I can I can handle this and that's probably part of the reason why I'm not working on ethereal because that one's a little more difficult but but this one is working out just fine so I'm hoping to have it done for Christmas so that I can wear it at Christmas um we'll see I mean I'll keep taking it to work I have to I have to get started though again with uh with physical activity during my breaks at work Uh, I'm really feeling it now that I haven't been doing yoga and I haven't been walking for a whole month and so I've got to get started on that again so that I may not have a ton of knitting time at work um, but I'll you know I'll have it at my knitting groups and I'll have it here at at home so so that's good Uh, I also started a plain pair of socks just for easy easy knitting it's a it's a skein of yarn that a friend of mine sent me, which is, uh, it's just self-striping. So no patterning, just, just let's go. And the, what I love about it is it's like, it's like turquoise and green, like dark green, but then there's some acid green in it every once in a while, which every time I get to it, it makes me smile. So, uh, I'm just into the, it's toe up. I'm just into the foot. So it'll be a while yet on those socks. The other thing I did too, I started plying, I finished spinning the green for to go along with the the autumn dusk uh, single, and so I started plying them together on my Hanson. So that said, it was two hundred grams of yarn, give or take, or, or and uh, and I started plying it together, and that's it was just so easy to do when I was really really ill because all you got to do is sort of just sit there and ply. Because the Hanson, it's a, it's got a woolly winder. You just go. So I plied it up, and uh, and by the end, the the mini spinner was shaking a little bit. So and it, and the bobbin was almost full. So that's a, a lot of yarn, and it looks quite nice. I still need to wash it so that I can figure out the final yardage. But when I wound it off onto my large nitty knotty. It was 423 wraps, and each wrap is well over a yard. So let's say 
just for argument's sake, I'm getting 500 yards out of the 200 grams, and I've got three more of these planned. It's about a fingering weight. I have no idea what uh, what I'm going to make out of it, but I'm really interested to see how the other three skeins turn out, because this one turned out really nice. So I'm going to start spinning up the... Well, I'd like to start spinning up another bobbin of autumn dusk. And uh, and I can't decide which one of the four or which one of the three colors left I'm going to do. But I may do the brown because the green and the brown are the light colors. And just see how they look and then move on to the dark. So um, once I get it washed and I know what the yardage is, I will put a picture up on the Facebook um, page and let you know what the yardage is. So... Like I said, I'm really happy with it, and I'd like to start doing some fun spinning on my e-spinner. Um, my birthday was also this past month, and I had thought to buy a drum carter, but I think I'm going to save up for that a little longer. And so um, instead of um, everybody buying me a drum carter for my birthday, I'm going to still save the money that I got from from my family. But Mike is going to buy me a battery uh, battery pack for my e-spinner so that I can take it places and not have to worry about a plug-in. So I will be ordering that soon. But uh, that's basically fiber notes. So I've got the uh, branching out on the go. I've got plain socks on the go. In two weeks, we'll see a little bit more work done on both of those. By the wayside. I decided to spend Friday and Saturday night on the tapestry. I'd, I'd missed last weekend. I was still pretty sick, so I didn't work on it. And uh, and I, I really did want to get two nights in on it because November 22nd will be here before I know it, and I, I need to get it washed and ready to ready to be given by then. So. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the two nights and we'll see how far I get. So Friday I sat down and I finished up the two dividers that I needed to do and uh, a little bit of the tree that was in the frame. So I did that Friday night. And then last night I sat down and I put the frame on and realized that this is the last place the frame is going to go on the tapestry, which was a little odd. Anyway, I sat down and I worked on the tree, got the tree done, as well as the feet on the bird. Because I was basically using up colors. I wanted to finish off that color in that section. And when I finished off the feet on the bird, I realized that I have two colors left for the whole tapestry to be finished. I have yellow and I have navy blue. Because those are the two colors that make up the bird. And I did a little bit of the yellow because there was a little piece of yellow in the tree uh, before I stopped for the night. But all that's left now is is the yellow and the blue in the bird. And the bird's not small. Like, it's it's in the border, so it's smaller than the horses, certainly. But, but it's not insubstantial in terms of how much work there is in there and the little pieces. But you know what? It's totally doable, certainly for the next two weeks, but maybe even one more night of working on the tapestry and, and it's done and I can wash it and, 
and you know make sure it's all nice and pretty and and then have it ready to give to Nathan at on the on the craft dinner so i'm 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 happy about it i mean i'm i'm not not happy about it but but uh i'm i'm kind of not looking forward to finishing it either i mean i'm looking forward to finishing it but but it's been nice to have it so but i'm i'm really really looking forward to giving it to nathan so that will that will get me through any disappointment i have about actually finishing the tapestry so anyway yes by next episode i feel confident guaranteeing that the tapestry will be finished possibly not washed but definitely finished Thank you for joining me for episode 47. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 48 on November 16th, 2014. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.